What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast. We're talking about athletic training box with owner, founder, creator, Adam Larson. So Adam's going to be talking all about athletic training box. And, you know, as, as you get onto Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, then you're hit with these meals in a box or, you know, the stitch fix or whatever it is, the clothes in a box or any anything that you want and don't want to have to do yourself. Well, it's now on a subscription box. So Adam just took that concept and applied it to athletic training and athletic trainers. And so if you want to sample some new products without having to go to the workshops, the conventions, things like that. So then Adam is going to be a great resource to talk to. Um, and again, I'm joined by Adam Halpern today from Innovate AT. So Adam Larson, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> and Adam Halpern, welcome back. Yeah, no, thanks. Appreciate it. This is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash box Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash box where I will have a link to the promo code that can save you 15% on your first AT box order from Adam. So without much further ado, Mr. Larson, why don't you tell us what AT box is, where the idea came from? Well, um, basically last year in March, I was talking to some colleagues about going to uh, the NATA symposium. And we realized that it was just a little expensive at the time for a couple of graduate assistants uh, to afford. Um, and I was like, wow, wouldn't it be great if someone just put the convention into a box and just sent it to you? And they were like, yeah, that'd be great. So it got me thinking. I started researching, um, you know, how it would be possible and um, different subscription box services and all that. And in June of last year, I, I launched the business and August 1st, I sent out my, my first box. Um, the whole goal of my business is to make it so uh, professionals that are either on a time crunch or don't have the funds to travel to conferences can, can get that experience and, and get new products and, and see what is out there. All right, so we, August 1st, sent out your first box. So then kind of continue from there. What does it look like? Because as we're recording this now, it's March, National Athletic Training Month. We're ending up March. So what does it look like from August to March? Um, so I send it out every three months. Uh, so August, November, and February so far, I've sent one out. Um, and it just varies every time what products are in there. Uh, every time the worth of the box is about $65 um, to 80 somewhere in that range. Um, and the box costs $35 every three months. Uh, so then it's been fun. It's been uh, interesting trying to get everything together while having a full-time job and being a, uh, in a, enrolled in a master's program as well. So it's been busy, but then been, uh, been interesting. When you say interesting, what does that mean? Like what have you learned the most? What was the most challenging, eye-opening, all that? I would say the, the number one thing that I learned, um, and it was in about December. So originally when I started this box, I thought it would be, I thought it was more of a fun thing. Like people would get it because they just wanted something athletic training related and fun. Um, and then I actually brought a box into my, uh, my office. And I was using the products in it and I was like, wow, this is a really powerful marketing tool. And that's the first time that I actually, I know it sounds silly, but that's the first time that I was like, this is a marketing business that I'm running. It's not like a, uh, a fun thing. It's, it's so athletic trainers can, can get their hands on new products and, and companies can directly sell to athletic trainers. Um, and along with this, with this business, I also learned how to, uh, create sales pitches for different audiences. Um, because originally I was just trying to make the same sales pitch for my customers and for, um, the vendors that I was reaching out to, to get products in. And, um, after a little while I learned exactly how to talk to vendors, how to talk to customers, um, and, and what kind of things each group needs. Um, and that kind of has helped me, talk to, you know, my superintendent, my school board, um, 
and my athletic director, like knowing what things I have to say to what people, um, for them to understand what's happening or what my goals are. So, um, it's, it's been a lot of learning that's, that's been going on. So, so when you say you figured out that you have a marketing business, did that pivot your strategy? Did it narrow your focus? What was the outcome of that realization? Um, it, it definitely pivoted my strategy. Uh, cause after that, I started working more in the social media realm, um, between December till now, I've gained a little over 500 followers, um, on my Instagram account. That's really what I've been focusing on. Um, just trying to build that audience so I can directly communicate with people instead of, um, having like email lists. Um, I just communicate with, with people over Instagram and social medias and things like that. Um, so it, it did kind of pivot my strategy a little bit as a, as a business owner. So if you, if you identify your like customer discovery strategy, which ultimately identifies your customer, who's your perfect customer? Um, my perfect customer is an athletic trainer, um, at a bigger high school that, you know, is on a time crunch or, or has monetary constraints, um, which is, you know, quite a few of us. Uh, so that's really the group that I'm trying to reach people who it would be expensive for them to go to NATA every year, people who, um, maybe their business that they work for or their administration won't pay for them to travel to conferences. Um, that's what this box is really for is, is reaching that audience and, and really broadening the reach of what these companies can do. Because the, the whole thing is there's about 40 to 45,000 people, um, or athletic trainers in the national athletic training association. Every year, the symposium hosts about 10,000 to 15,000. Um, so there's still a huge market that's being missed. And, and that's the market that I'm really trying to reach is those other 25 to 30,000 athletic trainers that don't travel to conferences every year and would really like to learn about the products that are out there. And eventually, um, I want to include like CEUs in my box. So I'm really trying to emulate the entire conference experience at your doorstep or at your clinic. What has been the reception from associations? Because I mean, in one extent, yes, you're capturing the audience that doesn't go. But are they concerned that you're going to be taking some of their audience away? Um, I haven't. I haven't gotten that response. Um, I've reached out to the NATA a couple of times for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, basically, every, everyone's kind of just said, "Oh, that's a good idea." <laughs> so I, I, I haven't reached. I haven't reached like a critical point yet either, where. Um, I think they would be concerned about, mm -hmm. um, how many customers I'm taking away or anything like that. Um, and the, the other thing is like, of course this doesn't, this doesn't, uh, have networking involved with it. It doesn't really have, um, workshops involved with it. So there's still reasons to go to the symposium. Like, don't get me wrong on that. This is just, there was no alternative and now there is one. That's, that's really what I was trying to do. And I'm still trying to do it. Um, Adam, let's go backwards just a little bit. You mentioned that you're in a master's program um, and you weren't able to go to NATA. So tell me a little bit about your athletic trainer story. <laughs> well, it's, it's a real long um, I graduated uh, from Marywood University in Scranton, Pennsylvania in 2017. And um, after that, I moved to Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, and became a graduate assistant at the and for a year I was a graduate assistant there and then in September I moved out to Watford City, North Dakota in the Bakken oil fields and I've been an athletic trainer since then. So um, I actually created this business before I was even practicing athletic training. I was still a graduate assistant at the time when I created it. So. Yeah, see, that's what I was trying to understand. So that's what I was 
thinking you had said, but just not clearly said that. So you're you're in school as a grad student, and you had said, "Hey, I can't go. Let me create this business." And so, um, how do you feel like your uh, youth in the profession affects people's perspective of like your take of the products? So like in the fact that, hey, I've been using this product for 10 years. Well, hey, I've only been in the profession for 10 months. Does that, does that in any way, do people question that? Um, I suppose they, they could. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm always, like I, I not only use things that I like to use in, in my practice, but I also look at things that I'm like, wow, I really want to try that. Um, so I kind of try it along with everyone else. Um, so yeah, there are, there's definitely things that I purposefully go and get that product in the box, but then there's other things that I'm like, I want to try it. Um, and I think, you know, that the, the youth part of that really helps with, uh, me trying to, to see more products and see new products. Um, I think that's, that's kind of where that helps. What has been the reception from the companies that you're putting in the box? Um, <laughs> a lot of confusion initially <laughs> because uh, they just don't really understand why it would be helpful for them to be a part of this. Um, but after I, I talk it out and kind of give them, give them the facts of the situation, like kind of what I just explained about uh, the, the market that I'm trying to reach, like the other 25,000 athletic trainers that can't go to NATA um, and that this is a cheaper alternative for, for sales floor at symposiums and stuff. Um, they start to understand why it would be useful. And um, I mean, most of the time people are, are just pretty excited about it and uh, think it's a good idea. So that's why a lot of companies have wanted to partake so far. To Jeremy's point, do you feel that might have an age thing that some of the people you're talking with at those companies might just be older and not as familiar with how, you know, the current economies and business models are structured and it's just so different that they don't just really understand it. Is that part of it? Absolutely. Um, there's definitely been people that I've had to send. Uh, <laughs> so there's these things called unboxing videos. It's, it's how a lot of the major subscription box companies um, advertise as they get people on YouTube to um, open up their box um, on a video and it's like a sponsored video and all this stuff. So I've had to send uh, companies those unboxing videos so that they understood what a subscription box was mm -hmm. and how the whole process works. Um, I've also like put together PowerPoints that kind of explain it so I could just send it off to them. Um, yeah. So it, a lot of times, um, you, you can tell that it's a younger person because they know exactly what it is. They probably ordered a subscription box before. Um, and they just kind of get how, how e-commerce is, is booming right now and how me putting a post on Instagram will, uh, really help them out and really get them to reach a broader audience you know that's interesting you're talking about the having to educate you know here with the on the podcast it's kind of the same thing people were like you said today adam larson you're one year two years into the profession but and this is the first time you've ever been on a podcast you know what podcasts are but i get that a lot you know this is my first time ever on a podcast. And so when I go talk to people, they're like, Hey, okay, what is a podcast? How does this thing work? And you know, is this, is this live streamed? Is this recorded? And you know, so, so a little more people, I guess, know about podcasts, maybe not, but, uh, you know, it seems like I'm kind of in the same situation where I have to teach them about the, the product and why it's beneficial and why it's necessary. So that may be something that uh, I can, I can learn some of the sales pitch techniques from you. <laughs> yeah, this, the sales pitch is definitely something uh, that I was never taught, obviously, as an athletic trainer, which is it's kind of interesting in itself, because as people who have to like advocate for our professions all the time, like you would think that would just be a skill that we've picked up over time is, is how to create a sales pitch and how to um, market ourselves. Um, and I mean, this business has really has really taught me a lot about marketing and sales pitches and 
Um, the first time the company asked me for a sales deck, I was like, what is that? And I had to go and like look up what a sales deck was and I had to watch all these YouTube videos. It's like, this is how you make a sales deck. Um, so lots of learning experiences. <laughs> What's your plan for the next, I don't know, 24 months? Um, to increase my, my customer base, um, to add a couple more features uh, to the box um, that are online platform based. Um, I really want to get CEUs involved because I feel like that would really help people justify purchasing it a little more. Um, and that's hopefully coming within the next couple of months here. So pretty excited about that. Um, but really just broadening my customer base, uh, working on my social media platforms a little more. Um, because that's been something that I've struggled with. I know I'm, I'm young, <laughs> but I have never used Instagram before this business. So I had to learn how to use that. Um, I was always on Facebook, so I, I understood how to, how to work on that um, and work on a little more advertising and marketing strategies um, to just increase the awareness of my, my business. So that's kind of the next 24 month plan. So you mentioned going to YouTube, learning what a uh, sales deck is. So what are some of the places that you feel like have really helped you learn how to uh, run the business, how to prepare, how to do the sales pitches or prepare the sales deck? What are some of the places that you go to? Well, um, so FabFitFun is a, a massive subscription box. It's probably the most popular one. Um, I did a lot of studying um, of them between going to their website, reaching out to them, um, asking them questions, um, going on YouTube, watching how they un unbox it. Uh, I'm also part of this um, online platform. It's called Subly. Um, that's where I learned a lot of the stuff. They have like a lot of blogs and resources and such that um, really helps me build the initial platform for my business. Um, so a, a lot of different, like even podcasts, I've, I've just listened to people talk about subscription boxes on podcasts and, and maybe, you know, in an hour podcast, you might pick up one or two things. Um, but the whole point is that you're, you're actively learning um, about it the entire time. And yeah, I mean, I, I've just gone to a lot of different places to try to learn this. So Okay, so Adam asked about 24 months. What's your five, 10-year outlook for AT Box? Um, I really hope to expand into other professions. Um, so like physicians or chiropractors or physical therapists. Because um, I, I really feel like that there's an untapped market uh, concerning direct sales to um, physical therapists, occupational therapists, chiropractors, things like that. Um, like it's, it's not just athletic training that has the issue of not being able to go to the conferences, but it's, um, all of these different, all of these different professions in the medical field, um, from people that I've talked to. Um, I've even gone so far as to <laughs> buy all of the domains concerning other professions. Like I, I own chiropractorbox.com. I own, um, sportsmedicinebox.com. I own uh, a bunch of different domains just to make sure that I have it if I want to go that route in the future. If not, I can just sell the domain. So That's smart, man. Good job. Can you uh, give a little bit more details about the CEU that are coming, or are you tight-lipped about that? Uh, I'd rather stay tight-lipped about that. <laughs> I've been talking a bunch with Jeremy on these podcasts just around the business structure and what people have put together to protect themselves and how to manage the finances. And it sounds like you started this business from a hobby standpoint mm -hmm. and then you became a professional in the profession. So where does your business stand now? So if there's other athletic trainers that are looking at starting, I like to say a non-traditional athletic training business that is not as much serving the skill set that we've learned in school around providing the service, but more around just the knowledge and the connections we have. 
what advice would you, would you give to some of the, the audience? Um, I would say just, just take the leap um, because in, in all reality, um, from the idea that I had to me having an actual sole proprietorship business was um, about two months and $400. That's how much it took for me to put the first box out. It took $400. Um, so sometimes things are like super scary, especially when you don't know anything about it. Um, but if you take the time and you, I mean, the, the internet is, is just a world of knowledge. So if you, if you really want to learn a skill, you can do it. You can figure it out <laughs> on the internet. I know that's um, not the best way to go about it most of the time. It's better to reach out to resources and, and learn things that way. Um, but um, I would say definitely just, just take the leap and, and figure it out from there. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with utilizing the internet for, for learning skills. Um, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Some of the stuff that I've been talking to Jeremy about regarding his podcast and getting new sponsors are the agreements necessary to really set expectations between the sports medicine podcast and his sponsors. Mm -hmm. What do you have in regards to those agreements between your uh, vendors, basically, and then the end user that receives the box? Did you write those on your own? Did you work with an attorney to put that stuff together as well? Um, I wrote them on my own. Uh, I did have an attorney look them over. Um, I want those to improve. So <laughs> that's something that I'm going to work on over the summer when I'm not uh, working as an athletic trainer, um, is working on a lot of the, the back end stuff um, and improving um, contracts and improving um, pricing structures and, and other things related to that. And does that mean you? Are you working with a team? Are you? Uh, so far, everything has been. Yeah. Well, good <laughs> I'm hoping to have a team eventually, but. <laughs> yeah, good. Be, I mean, good for you because that. I mean, that's the scary part is just figuring out how to do it, and you're just diving in. Yeah. So Jeremy and I both know sometimes you do have to take that leap and just figure out how to fly as you're falling, and you're you're making some headway. So good for you. Yeah. Well, especially. The, the other thing about my business is there's other subscription box services, but there's nothing whose sole purpose is to sell to, to professionals that are going to rebuy things. So athletic trainers obviously every year have to put in a, um, an order uh, for supplies for the following year. So they're going to buy things. A lot of subscription boxes are marketed just to personal people, like personal um, uh, hobbies or whatever like there's a running box so it's all running stuff and, and a lot of times those people aren't going to rebuy most of the stuff in there or order the stuff in there so um, that's that's definitely a big advantage to right, so let's actually talk about the box itself so tell me some of the things that you have you said you use the box, the stuff that's on the box. So some of the things that you have really enjoyed and then some of the things that you're like, uh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Hmm. Well, uh, the first two boxes, I had a lot of um, kinesiology tape in there. Uh, and I, I like kinesiology tape for some things. Um, for other things, I don't. Um, there was a lot of that in there first two times and and after looking at it I was like that was a little too much kinesiology tape maybe uh, we need to change things going forward so that I'm not putting so much of, of one thing in there, if that makes sense so, um, I mean I, I don't think there has been anything in there's been things that people have reached out to me and told me that they didn't like um, I had one a hydration supplement in there uh, that I really liked. I love the flavor of it. Um, and I, I had some athletes try it and they hated it. And I had some friends that ordered my box reach out to me and told me that they really didn't like it. Um, so that's, uh, that's definitely one thing. <laughs> yeah. How much customer feedback are you getting about the contents in the box? Are you doing pre-surveys? Are you doing post-surveys? What is your process? So originally I didn't, um, 
But once I figured out the whole marketing company thing in, in December, I, I developed a uh, like a post receiving the box survey um, that I sent out about three weeks after everyone got the box so that they had time to like utilize the products and things like that. Um, so from this point on, there's going to be a survey going out after each box. Um, that's something that I wish I had thought of earlier. Um, but uh, once again, learning my, my business as I go on. Um, is, is your box completely different every quarter or is yeah. it very similar? Oh, so it's totally different. Yeah, there's totally different products in there every time. So your relationship with your vendors, they get one box a year or do you give them two boxes a year? How does that work? How many boxes is their product? Um, well, it, it depends on most of the time, one box. Um, if, if a company has diverse products, mm -hmm. I'll go two or three. Um, but if, if they all, if they only have like one certain type of product, usually it's, it's one box that we agree upon. So yeah, moving forward, just a strategy for you. If you have a bunch of athletic trainers that are users, you're going to be a good pilot study for those companies. Absolutely. Product, they'll be giving, they'll be able to get it in front of users' hands to decide if they want to invest in that entire product line or just scratch it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's another um, another thing that I've been uh, trying to explain to the company. So, so it's another thing like the older. Uh, generation really doesn't understand is I try to tell them like give me your, your newest product your, the one that you haven't put that much marketing into the one that um, you believe in that uh, if, if only it got into people's hands then it would blow up like that that's the kind of products that that we want in here and a lot of people are like oh but this this is one that we know people like and I'm like that's not the purpose all the time um, people want newer stuff, innovative stuff. That's that's really why you know we go to conferences most of the time is to see what's new, what's interesting, what's what's out mm -hmm. there. Um, so yeah, a lot of times I that's a miscommunication that I have with companies. <laughs> but that's one of those learning curves that you starting to overcome and have a strategy to be successful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Where do you find these companies? Like if you're unable to go to the conferences, how are you meeting your vendors? Well, um, sometimes people just reach out to me. Companies just reach out to me. Um, <laughs> other, originally what I did, so the, the NATA has an app um, for their conference. Uh, so what I did was I just went through that list of vendors that was at the conference um, and asked them if they wanted to reach like, you know, couple more athletic trainers. That's originally how I did it. Um, now it's more um, people reaching out to me more than anything. Um, and that's been enough the past two quarters. So um, oh, good for you. That's exciting. I didn't know that. Yeah, pretty cool. Are you leveraging the state or district meetings at all? Or are you just focusing on NATA? I'm just focusing on NATA right now. But mm -hmm. I am experimenting with a state in yeah. So um, that's, we'll see. Uh, it's an experiment <laughs> that I'm going to try. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, do you have any advice for anyone or like for what you're doing or just owning a business in general? Or are you just so deep in building this thing out that? You're focusing on what type of strategic partnerships you can have, what type of vendors, what the sales channels are. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still I'm still building this. It's this is far from final form of, of where I would like it to be. Um, I would say definitely get a partner. Um, things have been kind of difficult for me uh, because I have to do everything from social media to um, packing all the boxes. You don't think it's a big deal packing 35 boxes, but it is. It's it's kind of terrible, <laughs> um, especially when you have like 10 to 11 products in each box and you have to 
not only pack them, but you have to go back through and figure it out and make sure that everything's in there perfectly, make sure that the shipping is done correctly. Um, there's just a lot of moving parts. And, and I would suggest at least having, if you're not going to have a partner, at least have um, some resources around you that can help you out. Um, I definitely want to start outsourcing a lot of what I do um, because I'm, I'm finally getting to the, the point where I can do that. Um, I was very small at first and now I'm getting larger and larger every time. Um, so I guess my advice would, would be to gather your resource, resources first or your partnerships first um, or within a short amount of time after starting your businesses. That's my advice. Yeah, you had you had to figure out the entire business model, even to where do you find the actual box. So mm -hmm. you've got a lot of just channels within your own business to understand how to be as as efficient as possible. Yeah, and definitely still working towards efficiency. That's a that's a big one. Um, yeah, maybe maybe talk about where you found your box, like not the contents inside the box, but where did you find a box? How did you get it printed? Because that's a process in itself. So. Um, I'm actually just updating my box to like right now. Um, <laughs> but initially I or just ordered boxes off of Amazon, went to another website to get, um, stickers for the outside of it. Um, and that's how my box was up until now. Um, and I'm going to have a new box, uh, for the next rollout May 1st. So, um, and what now, was that process? like when you found a new box, what is, what did that look like? How did you accomplish finding a new box? Um, so there's a lot of websites, uh, that you could make custom mailers. Um, cause the subscription box business or the e-commerce business is huge. I think, uh, there's like 450 million people worldwide that are doing their own e-commerce business. Um, which is quite a large number and all of these people want custom boxes. So, um, just kind of go online. I, I think Vistaprint, um, actually has a box making service and, and it's pretty cool because they just give you a 3d model and you just kind of put what you want on it, whatever words you want, whatever pictures you want. Um, so that's kind of the service that, that I'm using now. Um, a lot of, a lot of different online companies have, have, uh, I mean, like even building my website, I, I was able to just go online and, and build it off of a, a platform service and just kind of like plug in everything and set it up. So um, a lot of times people think that it's that it's really difficult that you have to be on the phone all the time to, to do things like this or you have to get a coder to build your website. Um, a lot of times it's just kind of like a plug-in sort of thing. Um, you just sign up for a service and... and works like that. Um, but as for the boxes, I just go to a website and you can build a 3D model off of there. So are you going to go to NACA this year? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that I'm not going to have a booth or anything. I'm, I'm not that far along. Um, but I'm definitely going to walk around with my t-shirt on and, and talk to people and network and go to the different vendors there and, and just kind of explain my business and, um, see where it goes from there. Very cool. Jerry, do you have any other questions? I do want to say, um, Brandy Curry was watching live. She commented, Scott Mullet, Ruth, uh, Gonzalez Grasty is watching live. And so Brandy said, she's really excited for you to, to see you on here, uh, growing your business. Just proud of you. So I guess you guys have had some conversations previously. And again, I know you're, also part of the Innovate AT um, community there, Adam. And so, again, it's really cool to see how we are working together, growing. So, uh, athletic trainers, if you're looking to create a non-traditional business, then you we really want to want you to surround yourself with people who are doing the same. So, join the Innovate AT uh, public group, and then if you decide to do a little bit more, then join the the private group. And the like Adam's been saying, the conversation intensifies and gets a little deeper because it's people who are actually kind of buying in and, and doing and not just sitting and thinking, but they're, they're doing there. Um, and so as we're, as we're talking about athletic training box, the idea of a subscription, you know, and you're possibly looking at other 
professions to do something similar, kind of the same concept. Um, what, what what do you feel like has been your biggest challenge and then how did you overcome that? Um, biggest challenge was <laughs> taking on something that I literally knew nothing about. I didn't know anything about shipping. Um, I didn't know anything about um, shipping internationally. I, I've sent two boxes internationally so far, one to Canada, one to Ireland. Um, I didn't I didn't know anything really in terms of marketing or um, selling or reaching out to companies. I didn't know what I should say, um, what I should do. Uh, and I just kind of just figured it out. Like, <laughs> um, I kind of would, I all these whiteboards and I would lay out all my whiteboards and be like, okay, this is, um, August 1st, what do I need before August 1st? I need a box, I need stickers, I need uh, packing materials, I need products for the box, I need this, I need that. So um, definitely the biggest challenge would just be doing something that I literally had no idea what I was doing <laughs> um, and um, having to learn all that stuff from the ground up. One of the things that you know, I kind of get here as the host of the sports medicine broadcast is like Firefly Recovery or CareWare, um, you know, the like different people or products that they'll send me to kind of test out. Um, but those things are more expensive, like the Firefly, they're like $30 a piece or the CareWare thing is like two, 300 bucks a piece for the light therapy. Um, do you see in the future, the the box going to like two different levels, like, all right, cause so, so here's a product or here's a, like a, a higher end version of AT box. Yeah, I do see that. Um, cause I've actually had some companies who sell a little bit pricier products. Um, ask me if that was a possibility. Um, that's just something that I'm not ready for yet. Um, but I am definitely taking note of all those companies and, and planning to, to have that happen. Um, and it, also the larger that I get, the, uh, the better wholesaling pricing I can get. Um, so when it comes to like bigger things like that or pricier things like that, I can, I can start to do that as I get bigger. Do with the contents in your box, like I've done stitch fix. So you receive the clothing, you try it on, you like it or you don't like it. And if you like it, then you pay for it. If you don't like it, you mail it back. Is your box, if they receive the box, they keep all of it because they're samples? Or is it a box where, like you guys just talked about with the higher price item, then they would decide if they want to keep it or send it back? So first, I want to say it's not all samples. There is full-size stuff in there. There's, there's products in there that's I mean, the, the last box had a few products in there that were $20 plus. Um, that being said, every, you get to keep everything you get in the box um, because it's, it's really worthwhile for these companies to send out products to, directly to athletic trainers. Like if you really wanted to, you could go to all of these different companies and request samples. You would not get what I can give you <laughs> Um, but you at least get to try these products. The problem with that is you have to spend a lot of time and a lot of effort reaching out to a bunch of different companies to get the products. Um, and, you know, I can send you full-size products. A lot of times when you reach out to companies, they'll only send you samples. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you get to keep everything. Now, a lot of times it's like full-size stuff in there and, and stuff that you get to use. Um, on your patients and, and you get to try and actually see if you like over a period of time. Um, you might get a full tube of uh, topical analgesic that will last you a month or two. Um, so you could actually get to see if it's, if it's something that you want to purchase again. So. Do you have any sales benefits for your business that ambassador trainers are purchasing the products in the future that it's linked back to your distribution model and you have an extra benefit by partnering with these vendors? Um, a few, uh, 
there's there's a couple so i i don't let people into the box just like there's a coupon um i i make it so that i am a uh like an affiliate if i'm putting a coupon in there um so i'm trying not to just like say a bunch of companies names but <laughs> um there there's one company that sells like clothing um posture clothing um and I'm an affiliate with them. So if you want to use the coupon that's in the box, I would get a small percentage um, of the sale of that product. So um, in terms of that, that hasn't worked out extremely well. Um, Cause a lot of times like, you know, like I said, there's, there's a once a year purchasing model in athletic training a majority of the time. Um, so really in May we will, May or June, we'll get to see um, how many of these coupons are actually used for purchasing, and how many um, how many athletic trainers were actually used the resources that have been in the athletic training box over the past year. I have a similar like with MedBridge. You know, if somebody uses the SMB, then you know a percentage of that goes to me, and uh, then for me, um, we give away one like full year subscription based on the people that have used that code. So, you know, they'll go back and look at it and pick one person and then we'll contact them there. And so again, the affiliate thing kind of works for us as well. But, you know, sometimes for me, it's the free product like Hoist sends me product here or when I went to present at Trinity, they gave me free product or when I'm going to NATA, it's free product. So it's kind of uh, not always the money that's coming out of it, but sometimes it's stuff that I can use for my school or for, you know. Yeah, like these, these companies want to want to broaden their market. So giving, giving a free product to you, um, or like even a t-shirt, I see hoist and med bridge back there on your wall as well. Um, that's, that's super advantageous for them. So, um, companies want to reach you. So that's athletic training box is a good way to go for getting some, some cool stuff for the future. If we talk about marketing, one of the things we talked about before we went on air was, having a, a catchy jingle. So, uh, you know, if, we're, if you're doing videos on YouTube and if you're doing uh, social media campaigns, this is kind of a question to the audience. I mean, I said, if we have any connections to Justin Timberlake to, to, to mimic the SNL, you know, skit, I won't get into the song because this is a, a family broadcast. But if anyone listening has a good jingle for Adam, that would be, uh, be catchy. He definitely needs to have one for for his marketing aspects. <laughs> yeah, I could have sang it at the beginning of the show here. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Brandy might have one. She has kids. She might have something that's catchy and, and family friendly for everyone. Yeah. Um, well, that that's a. I guess I could talk about that as well. So, um, I want to say in January, I actually switched uh, my website around a little bit. Um, because I, I read the book, um, it's someone on the Innovate AT uh, private community actually recommended a uh, story brand by, I think it's Donald Miller. Um, that was an awesome book and it really laid out how to, how to have a complete marketing plan. Um, and so I, I switched around almost my entire website. Um, so there you go. N another thing why Innovate AT community is a, is a good thing to be a part of. <laughs> You get resources like that. Yeah, that was Allison. Allison's like a resident marketing uh, guru. She's an athletic trainer, but she's done a lot in different industries in large corporate companies. So she's bringing a very high-level skill set to the group. So we'll, we'll appreciate that feedback for Allison. Yeah, I've actually I'm in the process of listening to that book and um, it's one that I probably am actually going to buy the physical copy so I can like read, highlight and look at things as well there. So athletic trainers, if you're looking to start a business, then story ran by Donald Muller is a really good book to kind of help you start and then refocus if you've already started. Uh, of course, obviously we're promoting the innovate AT Facebook group there. So, so we can work together to grow together. So, uh, Halpern, you got anything else? No, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make this plug about Innovate AT because this is about, you know, athletic training box and about sports medicine broadcast. But I think the, the main focus that we're trying to bring are conversations like this, that all three of us 
have taken that leap. We're stepping way outside of our comfort zone, way outside of our education that we uh, obtained for the skill set of athletic training. And to Adam's point, it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people, you know, uh, resources to help you be successful. And that's what we're doing with Innovate AT. So it's not even that Innovate AT has all the answers. It's we want to bring people together to create an answer, create a solution, and really to create an experience for everyone to be successful. So if anyone has something that they're doing, if anybody has any questions about doing something, like we're the place to go because we have so many different resources from all different aspects of the profession, other industries, other professionals in industries to really create an ultimate outsourcing model so all of us can be as successful as possible. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I kind of launched my business on the Innovate AT Facebook page originally. Um, mm -hmm. And I, so I, I just want to uh, give a couple of things about that too. Um, that was definitely a big part in me taping, taking my leap. Uh, that was just the, like the public community. I'm now part of the Innovate AT private community as well. Um, but just seeing like how many like-minded people there were out there and how many people were, were trying to do things differently and, and seeing that, you know, athletic training can be a lot more than what it is currently. And there's a lot of routes that you can go. We are, as athletic trainers, we are, there's so many different things that we can do that have yet to be even realized. <laughs> so this is just like one small thing, like athletic training box is just a small thing that I'm seeing athletic trainers are like awesome marketing tools for vendors. Like that's, that's just the, what I wanted to exploit and look at. Um, but Innovate AT was definitely a big part of me making that decision and, and just like seeing what everyone was saying on there and all the different resources that people talk about. So um, I think it's, a, it's an awesome thing that you're doing. Um, and I, I hope it keeps growing for you because that's an incredible tool. No, I, I appreciate it. Um, kind of how I explain it is like when all three of us and the listeners, when we all started our first day of school as an athletic trainer, there is this eight lane freeway that's miles and miles in the future, blue skies, and it's lined by a thick forest. And that freeway is as smooth as glass. And that freeway is called the traditional path. Mm -hmm. So you know exactly what it looks like, how you A, tape an ankle, how you go to grad school, how you get your first job, what it looks like to work in the secondary collegiate or, prof or, prof or a professional sports setting. Maybe you work in a clinic, maybe you're a professor. Everyone knows exactly what that looks like. However, there's been a lot of people that have said, you know what, that's not for me. It doesn't mean I disrespect it. It just means that I don't want to work in that setting. I have more that I personally want to do and they have to go and seek it out for themselves. So what Innovate AT has really identified is if you're on this freeway and you're looking for a new path, we're finding the Jeremy's, we're finding the Brandy's, we're finding the Adams, that if you look in the forest, there literally is a walking path right now of individuals taking this charge forward in their own life. And what we're trying to do with Innovate AT is turn that walking path into a two lane mountain road and then ultimately an eight lane freeway to give the athletic trainer alternative and two options of I'm either going to go down that traditional path or there's this other path around owning my own business or working within a big corporate setting and having all these professional skills. So I want to highlight that, that some people think, you know, we're not for or we're not pro traditional models. We're totally for the traditional model. There's just individuals that might want to do something different and or working with Brandy, because I know she's listening and we've been on this podcast a couple of times the last couple of weeks. If there's an athletic trainer that's looking at the alternative and they start to really do that deep dive personally with Brandy to understand who they are, what their passion is, and they realize they're really risk adverse, they don't want to lose their 401k and they like having structure within their job, if they go back to their current setting, they're going to have a different mindset and they're really going to appreciate where they work and they're going to bring a whole new perspective as to how can I innovate my current setting. So it's really not as much like, oh, let's all start a new business and let's all forget the traditional path. It's exactly what you said, Adam. What if we create a bigger net and a bigger bandwidth of the profession of athletic training by creating new opportunities for the individual who's trying to do something for their, their own future? 
So I, I appreciate the plug. I mean, that's exactly why we're doing what we're doing. Like you hit it spot on, like we're doing something that no one else really is, but it's, it's not about us. It's about what we, the more people we get, the more insight, the more, the more courage that people bring to innovate AT, like the more we're going to be able to give back to the community. So I appreciate it. And thanks to Jeremy for having us on here so many times in the last couple of weeks. All right. In just one second, Adam, I'm going to ask each of you or Adams, I'm going to ask each of you how the people, everybody can get a hold of you. Uh, but Adam Larson from AT Box has given us a code. It's all one word, all lowercase, sports medicine broadcast. So if you want to save 15% off your first AT Box, use sports medicine broadcast, uh, all one word, all lowercase, to save again 15% off your first AT Box and um, kind of jump in there as Adam continues to grow and change things there. So, Larson, how are people going to best get a hold of you? Um, that would be uh, athletic training box at gmail.com. That would be the best way to get a hold of you. All right. And then you can also Google athletic training box or you can, you know, Facebook search athletic training box and he'll have that information on there as well. And then Adam Halpern. Yeah, you guys know it. It's just Adam at innovateat.com. Our new website's coming out that's really going to explain the entire community that we're building and all the different resources. So stay tuned for that. Brandy and I are going to be attending a bunch of conferences in the next five months. So we want to meet people in person. So just keep your eyes open for us. And of course, I am Jeremy Jackson, host of the Sports Medicine Broadcast. You can find that if you go to sportsmedicinebroadcast.com. This one specifically is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash AT box. And just like Adam was saying, being at conference, Dragonfly Max will um, put me up for the uh, NATA meetings there. And so it'll be a great time to come see me, get to see their product, get to talk with lots of different people. And so there's going to be a lot of different people involved in the uh, the sports medicine broadcast at the at the live event this year. And so I'm excited about that. And I think by the time this episode comes out, it already have been passed, but still there's plenty of people that will end up watching it live. Uh, Myotech Drink Hoist. And then my favorite hydration supplier is Frio Hydration. I'm excited about the new gear they're going to be sending out here as a part of a partner with the, with the podcast. But it's the only one that I would recommend anyways. So check out Frio Hydration there. Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash box with Adam Larson, owner, creator, founder, president, and then Adam Halpern, the big idea guy, helping to innovate in athletic training. So for Jeremy, Adam, Adam, that is a wrap. Thanks, guys.